My name is Barry Siragusa, and this is the Hunting Hound Podcast presented by W Hunting Supply. Join us as we go deep discussing hounds and everything hound related with the men and women from around the globe who've dedicated their lives to hunting with hounds. We ask them about the game they pursue, the breeds they run, and to get their insight into what it means to be a modern-day houndsman. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Leave us a comment and subscribe wherever podcasts are available. All right. How you doing, George? Oh, I'm doing all right. Thanks. So. Uh, we, we got a good bit of snow and stuff over here right now, so I'm, I'm inside and uh, been freezing all morning. Is that right? What? Uh, yes. You don't usually get a bunch of snow over there. Where Whereabouts are you, for those of you, that, for the, the listeners that don't necessarily know? So we're, we're basically, I'm... Um, I say Western Virginia, which of course is not West Virginia, but I'm actually in Virginia, just on the West side of it. Um, okay. Yep. Probably, you know, midways up in the, in the Virginia and, and we're in a lot of the mountainous terrain. Is it common with snow there or is this kind of a, an odd phenomenon um, for you guys? We always, usually every year we get, uh, we'll get a few storms. Um, it's not uncommon to get, you know, four or five inches a few times. Um, very rarely do we get over, you know, two foot. That's that's pretty rare. It happens, but it's very rare. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Does it tend to stick around or are you losing or, or does, the, uh, does it melt pretty quick usually? That it normally it melts pretty quick. Uh, we're going like next week. I think we're calling for the lows to be. Uh, single digits, which usually we'll we'll get single digits a good bit, but not not as not many nights in a row. So okay. our our typical weather's in the thirties, you know that that type. Right here, right. Are you guys getting enough snow so that your dogs are are able to take it in stride, or does it take a little bit of time for them to? Does that throw them a little bit for a loop? Uh they they don't mind the snow at all as long as we can keep their feet under them and um but uh, like as of right now our bear season is over we have um we can run bobcats for basically a little over another month okay but um most of us my my hounds i primarily run on bear so my pups i'll mess with bobcats and stuff but i really most of my old ones won't even run a bobcat just because i've broke them off of them okay Gotcha. That's really interesting. What what do you have for hounds? So um far as the hounds themselves, I actually uh I, there ain't no particular breed they are. Mine would probably be called if you had to narrow it down, they would be English hounds, but sure. um they're they're mixed, honestly. They're they're probably considered mutts. Yeah. Uh probably 10, 12 years ago or so, I had a um a plot and a red bone mix. And um, honestly, I had no intentions to really start this bloodline, but I just, just uh, stuff happened. And I, I had some pups mm -hmm. and they ended up pretty good. And just um, kind of the situation, just, I kept breeding back and forth and ended up with a, a decent bloodline of dogs, but. That's awesome. So when had you been into hounds before that, or was 10, 12 years ago when you got into into the hounds what was what was your kind of introduction to the sport was it family thing or was it uh um i'm i'm probably the first well i if if you want to kind of get into it it's um to go all the way back when i was young my dad used to coon hunt a little bit mm -hmm. um we messed with coon hounds a little bit messed with rabbit beagles and stuff just just a little bit cool and um my uncle actually introduced me to uh bear hunting he he took me bear hunting for the first time and uh he he never bear hunted real seriously but um he always went we had a group of guys that um he went with and and i think i was probably eight nine years old just a youngster and um we i'd go on saturdays and uh sometimes during the week a little bit mm -hmm. and uh, i think i killed they they let me kill my first bear i was probably nine or ten years old oh wow and um around that time i ended up getting a coon hound or two and um kind of just the situation just kind of threw me right into i ended up taking my coon hound bear hunting a time or two um 
and he he wasn't really that great of a bear dog, but he just put along, and I didn't really know what I was doing either. And uh, a little bit before I got in, got my driver's license and all that good stuff, I was probably fourteen or fifteen. I um, had a little plot hound, and um, she was just a pup. And she she was one of them. Looking back now, now I realize that she was she was just one of them very special bear dogs, and she actually taught me a lot uh, about bear hunting, really. Okay. And, uh, kind of, she started, she'd tree bear on her own and all that. And really kind of looking back, I wonder where, if it wouldn't have been for her, I kind of wonder where I would have been, you know, honestly, but whatever the case, she started tree and bear for me and got me really interested in it. And by the time I got my driver's license and all that, it was, it was full throttle, you know, starting to get me some pups together and all that good stuff. Right. Did you get into, were you already into the mules at that point? No, the, the mule thing is, is, uh, my wife says it's just typical me. I basically, I don't know, probably five, six years ago, um, we was sitting around after bear season and, um, we we was just talking about horses and mules and what, what would it be like to ride a horse or mule? And, uh, if a person could ever hunt off of them. And, and actually my uncle, he's never owned mules, but he, he just spoke up. He's like, you, you ought to get you a mule. And, uh, I, I just went that evening. I just sat down. I started, uh, cruising on Craigslist, which is, is kind of like, uh, I don't know what you call that over here in the States, but whatever it is, it's, you can just look on there and find anything and everything for sale. Oh yeah. And, I, mean, uh, I, I found an old, um, found a white mule that lady said she was going to sell for $200. And, uh, basically I won't use the language she had, but she, she said he was just a old, a normal old mule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so looking back out, it was, I think it was probably total luck or the good Lord or something, but whatever the case, I went, went, uh, borrowed a horse trailer, went and bought Cletus, that mule yeah, uh, for $200, got him back home. And, uh, it took me, piles of reading and research and all that and uh i finally got a saddle on him you know got got it took a ride or two and uh maybe it's just because i didn't know what i was doing or what but i mean i took him straight into the bear hunting world just not even thinking about now looking back it's a wonder i didn't kill myself <laughs> but he he took right to it and and like i say i learned with him honestly and um then, then I progressed on to, I bought a little, um, a little mayor horse. Yeah. I wanted to see what the horse world was like. And, uh, honestly, I don't know if I just got lucky with her or, or what, but whatever the case, she turned out almost as good as he did. And, uh, from then on, huh. I, I broke a few since then. Some of them has been a lot harder than the, my first two, but, um, I, I think I'm still learning with them, honestly, but yeah. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And, and they, the, the couple that I actually keep at my little house there, uh, they do a really good job and help okay. out a lot. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The, 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 the mule aspect of it is, is fascinating to me. You know, I've talked a little bit to, uh, Brett Bond about it and, right. And, um, well, I traded it, some messages with some other guys, but you know, you're, you know, those guys are doing so much of the desert stuff that it's, it's, I think you're, you know, we, we can talk, I, I want to talk about your YouTube channel cause you've got a great channel. Um, but yours is the first channel where I've seen, you know, you're going into some pretty thick stuff with your mules, which, it, which kind of got the idea in my head that it was like, huh, I wonder, I kind of wonder what, the right. what the opportunity, you know, what the possibilities right, are right. here. It's like these, you know, it's not just yeah. wide open country. You're, you're, you're in, you're down in the hollers with them and you're, you're you're really getting after it with these mules. It, it, it is. And, and honestly, um, the video really don't show. I mean, it don't, because a lot of times when I'm in the roughest and the thickest stuff, you know, of course I don't even have a camera in my hand just because it's too, too rough and too thick, but right, right, right. It's he's my, my old mule Cletus. He's almost, if you, if a deer, basically if a deer can go in it, he can go in it. He'll, he'll buckle his head down and just plow through the brush. I mean, a lot of times that the brush I've had it plenty of times, just knock me plumb off, but right. <laughs> <laughs> he'll go through it. That's awesome. And then, uh, speaking also of, uh, Mr. Brett, 
he he's been you know behind the scenes i i've never of course i've never met him personally mm -hmm. I, I i've never even talked to him actually verbally but uh he's been a big help a lot of the when i was first trying to figure this stuff out far as with the mule thing mm. and uh stuff that i now i'm looking at it and it, it seems like common sense i should have known but um so you know I, I didn't even know what a head stall i didn't know what bits to put on a mule you know i was kind of lost right and uh, he was a big help in a lot of the little piddly stuff that um yeah you know, i take for granted now but sure well i mean that's kind of how everything starts though isn't it is you know you gotta first you get an idea and then you need to learn enough about it to actually know which, the, what, what are the right questions to ask? You know, it's like, it's right, a, it's right. a, it's a, it can be a slow process, but people like that, you know, Brett's, he's, he's such a good guy. He's so generous with his time. He's so generous with his knowledge. You know, I've never, never kind of gotten the impression when I've asked him questions. Cause I've asked him a bunch of questions too. I've right. never gotten the impression that he's kind of like trying to size me up or, or, you know, exactly just a just a generous nice dude yeah and and I, I actually i enjoy watching a lot of his stuff too uh i mean it's just, it's just interesting to see how he handles these hounds and stuff but it is yeah it, it really is it's so different than how a lot of other guys handle their hounds and and it's so interesting well it, it seems you know, like such a nice that, way to do to do it I, you know growing growing up here we we always you know, if you, if you had a hound, he was on a lead strap, you know, we didn't have no lead strap free dogs or anything like that. Right. And, uh, honestly, I, I, growing up, I don't know if I just put them, I really ain't sure why that, you know, I don't know if I just didn't take the time to train them if I didn't realize, but it's interesting now me looking, seeing how my hands handle now and wonder why in the world didn't I do that a long time ago? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, in that, and that's another you know it's a, it's an impressive thing on your on your channel you know i watch i catch all your videos uh when you post them you usually post them on on the podcast's website on facebook right. which i appreciate because i don't need to go looking for them and oh, um it's you're you've got a well you you've got an intense hard-working gritty pack of hounds that listen to you really well i mean it it's impressive to me that you can walk them past the bear track and call them off and not just have the whole thing just sort of tear off. <laughs> right. All right. And, uh, you know, speaking about that, there, there is times in social, you know, situations where I do, you know, they, they look better on camera than they probably really are, honestly. But, oh, isn't that um, always the truth, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they, you know, I, I, I shouldn't sell them too short. They, they do listen pretty good. But you know, if I get out, uh, you know, if it's a fresh morning, I haven't hunted them for three or four days, and if if they catch on to, you know, if I tree one fast and then walking back out and run right smack upon another one, it's a good chance I'm either going to have to do a good bit of you know hollering at them, or I have lost them before, you know have to get them at the next tree <laughs> right well that's what happened in this in this was that what happened in this in this most recent video you put out yeah um, right where right. they suddenly had a bear pop up with inside of them yeah basically yeah. yep <laughs> that's that's too funny tell me t i wanted to I, you know this is a hound podcast but i wanted to ask what is the deal with scruffy oh what, so th that, that is just that is an insane cool little dog What's, <laughs> what's his, what's his story? So, uh, I mean, so, all right. So I was looking me and me and my wife and my little boy's been on the videos a few times, but you know, we have a five year, well, he just turned five years old. Yep. Uh, well, he's five and a half, I'm assuming, but whatever the case, um, I grew up with a dog, uh, wasn't really a hunting dog, but I grew up with a hound. Um, they just would run around. He, he really, honestly, he was probably worthless as far as a hunting hound, but Boy, me and him got into a pile of stuff, you know, when I was just a youngster. Yeah. Me and my wife was talking. I was like, I, I need to get some little dog from a little boy that not really, I ain't worried about him being a hunting dog. You just something when he goes out of the house, heads up on the hill, above, just something to run along with him, you know, have, have, a, have his own dog. Sure. So uh, one of my buddies had had a litter of little mountain feists and I was talking to my wife. I was like, well, this would be the perfect little dog. Um. Uh, you know, he's not a bear dog. I, I could care less if he trees squirrels. Honestly, mm -hmm. don't care if he does anything. 
so we we went picked up the little mountain feist from a little boy he was you know just tickled got him home and i i started uh i, I own a construction business on the side so okay. i'd take scruffy to work with me fool around and then of course i'm in the woods all the time and uh just by nature he'd just always run along with me and uh so last year while i was training i say training really while i was just fooling with my other pups mm -hmm. i'd let him just run along do whatever and uh he started just you know we he started just treeing squirrels on his own i i didn't do anything to do as far as really training him or anything he just started treeing squirrels mm -hmm. we went uh you know bear hunts i mean there i had to keep getting on him because he wanted to actually try to run a whole track just like a bear hound right <laughs> and he was you know back then he was so little he, there was no way you know he'd run five six hundred yards and they'd just leave him you know he'd be behind then he he'd finally come back to me and i'd get on to him yeah and uh he finally progressed and he's done learned that uh basically anytime it's a good fresh track he'll burn it up for five six hundred yards and a lot of times he'll if if my hound's got a bear coming to a road or something and if that bear hits the road in front of the hounds oh scruffy will treat it in a second <laughs> that's too funny wow but it, it's funny because he I, I had no plans for him to be any part of the whole bear hunt. And, and now, uh, you know, I go out in public or somebody that watches my videos that don't know, you know, everybody wants to see Cletus and see Scruffy. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're characters. It's it, they've become right. like characters in, in your show. It's, it's really too, too funny. Scruffy so, is just, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's got so much personality that just shines through in, in your oh, videos. It, it's, 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 it's amazing. Hyster like it's hysterical, he, man. It's, he Too basically funny. goes everywhere. He's uh, he's with me right now, honestly, but he's out snoozing in the car. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Do you so, do you use him to hunt squirrels uh, occasionally? So, yeah, I, I I do. I like I say, originally I hadn't really intended to, and uh, I realized how much he enjoyed doing it. And growing up, I'd never did any squirrel hunting with dogs. Um, mm -hmm. The old mutt that I used to have, he would tree squirrels, but nothing serious. So, um, actually the last, we, we have a big, um, pretty much our leaves and stuff fall about October, November, and you can finally start find squirrels. So I started taking Scruffy out on the side a little bit when I wasn't messing with the bear and, uh, he's, he's just a natural. He, he took right to tree and him, no problem. So now, gotcha. yeah, I squirrel hunt him just like, um, I'm assuming like anybody else would. I mean, I don't. Honestly, I don't really know a whole lot about squirrel hunting with dogs, but I do it with him and it works. We shoot squirrels out anyway. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, that's as long as it works, man. You know, right. So, yeah, he, he is a very interesting little dog anyway. He's done become a part of our family. Oh, for sure. I mean, they do. It It's uh, especially a dog with that much personality and it can kind of, right. you know, it's it's not like a hound necessarily where. You know they're gonna right, that right. you're gonna drop them and they're gonna be gone. You know, a little dog like that, you, you've got uh, just kind yeah, of becomes and a he's he's also learned to uh, you know if we if we're riding all day on the mules and stuff and he'll he'll bounce up on just ride on Cletus for a while and then he's back off. Is that you right? Know, wow. say, he's just, he's just part of the whole hunt now. <laughs> That's too funny. What was it that ma made you start filming? What uh, what, how did that happen to sort of walk right. me through what made you start the, uh, the, uh, the, your YouTube channel? Yeah, that, that is me and my wife, actually, we was just talking about that ourselves and a couple of my other, but other buddies, we, I really ain't exactly sure what happened, but I started, I kind of grew up on the thing where we didn't, we didn't really talk to anybody about bear hunting. We didn't, honestly, we didn't, I would take some pictures, but I never that was just for me and my wife to look at and that was it yeah we my family you know it's always been my family the especially the last few years they've hunted with me and mm -hmm. of course most of them don't don't they they can't hunt as much as i do just job at jobs and everything else but i uh i would start i'd get back in phone service and i'd start sending them pictures of uh bear or whatever i'd treat that day and it kind of got into a habit and um you know of course i finally finally jumped into the old um smartphone world where i could video bear and all that good stuff sure and uh, one of my 
little cousins, which I always picked on him about just, I'd, I'd call him a nerd, <laughs> bless his heart. <laughs> I, I'd big on him all the time. And every time I had any kind of phone issue, I'd have to go get him to fix it for me. So one day he set me up on Google photos and, and explained to me how to send my pictures to, uh, you know, push one button, send the pictures to everybody in my family. Right. And then, uh, it went from there. We probably did a full year of that. And, uh, everybody is asking me about it. And finally, he told me about, he's like, you know, if you do this, and then uh, he, he was talking about YouTube, he's like, if you share your pictures and stuff to YouTube, then, of course, we can all watch it, and plus other people has the opportunity to watch it and all that good stuff. So right. he kind of got me headed in the right direction, and um, it kind there, there was no plain plans to actually make it, you know, kind of make it a channel like I have now. I just, I don't, it kind of just grew into it. I'm not exactly sure how it got as big as it is now. It just kind of got, I don't know. I really, I think I'm kind of beating around the bush and not really answering your question. No, I mean, it's a, it's a, it sounds like it just kind of happened uh, naturally, which I mean, is is how that kind of thing tends to happen. I mean, it's not, I don't think there's a lot of people that have, never film, never taken a picture and wake up one morning and are like, you know what, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. It's, you know, usually there's some kind of evolution there. Right. Um, well, and see, even I, I'm still very, I mean, I, I'm not very good at tech stuff at all. So I had probably four or five years ago, one of my cousins talked me into buying a GoPro just to film turkey hunts. And, yep. um, I, it sat in my house for years because I, I didn't even I'd push the button on and it video and I didn't know what to do with the footage afterwards. And uh, when I started, I was just filming these the first probably 10 YouTube videos or so are just on my phone They're they're And I, I didn't even realize I had the GoPro that would do so much better. But right. Wow. That's um, am, that's amazing because I mean, your your channel's still fairly new in terms of in terms of you know having right. a presence on social media and things like that right but right. you know you're already up in well over a thousand yeah it i i didn't realize that it would grow near as fast i mean it, it's still honestly it's not growing that fast but i didn't realize that it was that big of a i don't i don't know what word i'm looking for but i didn't figure that many people would you know take to watching it that people that I didn't even know, you know, honestly, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it makes sense to me. I mean, what, what's at least what appealed to it to me is, you know, there's, there's, there's some channels and I'm, I'm not hacking on anybody. It's, it's, you know, that's, it's a great thing about YouTube is there's something for everybody. If you don't like one channel that deals with a subject you're interested in, you can go and find something else. But, you know, for me, you know, I've, when I sit down and want to watch something, you know, I, I like I like having a little bit of music. I like having some some discussion, you know, uh, right? Just sort of right. the dialogue and getting to see that just the dog, just watching the dogs move and things like that. You know, that, I enjoy that more than I would enjoy something that's really, really heavily edited with you know a lot of loud music and rock and roll right. and kill shots and all that stuff. It just it just doesn't appeal to me in the same way as something that's sort of has a mellower vibe like yours does. And I've, uh, you know, is that right. something I, that you kind of went into with that attitude that you wanted to make something a little bit, did well, the, th- did the tone evolve or did that, was that also something that you kind of deliberately did? Nah, it's, uh, it's just us in general, honestly. And I think it just shows through, um, our background. I, I mean, we have a, um, you know, I won't get into this too much, but we have a big church background and uh, mm-hmm. I grew up in a, a very religious family. And, uh, you know, we were going to church every Wednesday, every Sunday, you know, twice time on Sunday. And uh, I don't know if that's what's kind of showing through. And I didn't even realize it until a lot of people started kind of mentioning about, you know, I'd get a lot of comments behind the scenes and stuff yep. about the YouTube channel and the stuff we kind of just take it for granted, honestly. Um, and maybe that's what's kind of showing through. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, pretty much what you see on videos, basically that's the, it's just us, right. <laughs> honestly, which I, I mean, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it all I, seems very genuine. 
there right, you don't right. get the impression that you're you know hamming it up necessarily or, or you know kind right. of putting on putting on a putting on a show it's like i'm gonna be out here doing this anyway why don't you come along with me kind of a deal and i well and that honestly that's what some of it especially i'm not sure how the video is going to be of we like i say we just come out of our what we call kill season you know here in virginia yep and um a lot of the kill season i had a good many people with me and i'm not sure i didn't video near as much or uh i think the word for it's b-roll i didn't do it so i'm not sure how the filming or how the videos are going to turn out but um pretty much when we hunt we just kind of meme a couple of my cousins we just got the video cameras and uh they're on and it's usually we try to remember to tell the camera what's going on but typically it's just us hunting and uh kind of what you see is what we're doing <laughs> honestly right i mean and that, i think that's really cool you know it's uh it's a it's a good channel for the you people out there listening it's called mountain music and mules is that right yes sir that's it and uh i think my wife actually named that but yeah we, we was trying to think of what to actually call it and um pretty much we was thinking about the mountain music far as the old hounds barking and then i also you know this this don't have nothing to do with the hunting part but we actually play a lot of music behind the scenes too far as you know i doubt i'll ever put that, any of that on youtube but we we do play a lot of music so it has a double meaning but right. typically the hounds barking and then of course i'm always fooling with them old crazy mules right right do you do any of the music that is then uh the soundtrack of your videos i i haven't so far and uh really the most of the reason behind that is just i i haven't looked into i've messed with it a little bit but the copyright issues are the problem and, and i just haven't did the digging to see what I got to do far as um, making my own music or playing music or playing sure. others people's music. I'm not sure how that really works yet. So like I say, I'm still, I've got a lot to learn. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a really good question. And I, I think, um, cause yeah, I, the theme song to this podcast right. is Scarborough Fair played right. on the guitar right. by a friend of Jason Doobie's. Aha, uh -huh, okay. And I don't know if they needed to do any 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 work. It was just a, he sent it to me and he was like, how about this? And we were trying to kind of put this whole thing together and figuring out right. what we wanted to do. He sent that to me and I was like, I'm all about this. This this sounds good. And right. um but you know, I mean Scarborough Fair being uh gosh, Paul Simon song, maybe. Right, right, I believe so. And so he Jason might be a good guy to talk to about that. Jason, if you're listening. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> George is going to call contact. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, but these, um, uh, you know, it, it's it, crazy. All the stuff, all the hoops you got to kind of jump through just to, you know, to kind of like I say, I'm still learning. So I'm still yeah. trying to figure out a lot of this piddly stuff. Yeah, it's 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 an odd uh the YouTube is thing is an odd deal. I played a little bit with it uh some years ago. Right. Uh before I got into the hounds. And um you know, it was a lot of fun editing the videos. It kind of makes you look at a little bit, look at the world around you a little bit differently. I found anyway that it was sort of like, you know, it, it gave me a a little bit of a perspective. You know, right. I, I kind of put my head down and go through my day and kind of do my own thing. And it it didn't occur to me until people started reacting to it that, it, you know, um, my day to day for some people is is really unusual. Right. Right. And yeah. I, I run into the same thing. And and when you was messing with YouTube, did you was you using your just phone GoPro or how did you go about that? Um, I did both. I had I had the phone, but I also did the GoPro. Um, right. I I got a up a couple of I mean nothing, not the new fancy ones, but you know just a couple right. of older ones, a couple of waterproof cases, and um, if I'd stayed in it, if I'd kept doing it, I the, I got into the hounds at right about the same time, and right. then that just sucked up all of my time, and and the the video making kind of fell off to the wayside, which is fine. I wasn't very good at it, but. <laughs> um, 
you know, the, uh, I think if I'd stayed in, I probably would have gotten an external mic because the GoPros pick up an awful lot of wind and it's real windy here. Right. Um, but the last, my dad sent me a drone last Christmas, not this Christmas, but last Christmas that I've used a couple of times, but I, I, I'm thinking it would be fun to get some good drone video, uh, footage of, um, my hounds on foxes. Oh, that would be, um, you know, speaking of, that's one thing I, I, I look, I checked into over here and, um, you know, a lot of my hunting's done on what we call our national forest and, uh, we can, we're not allowed to use our drones, you know, for that. But, oh, is that right? Right. Yeah. Cause the, I guess drones there fall under, uh, I'm not exactly sure. Aeronautics, what they, don't they? Yes, I believe so. I don't know if certain size drones, uh, I, you know, I really ain't sure all the guidelines that I just, um, I spoke to our, our local, um, basically agents and game wardens and, and uh, pretty much he, he said they're not even allowed to use them over here except oh, wow. in very certain situations. But um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, our, our national forest, like I say, we, we basically can have no drones um, as far as hunting, any kind of hunting is related. Sure. What Maybe is, I'm not sure. But. What about th- other types of uh, of cameras? I mean, obviously you've got the GoPros and the and the uh, and the cell phones and stuff. But are you are you able to use trail cams and things like that? Or so yes, we are. We're we're allowed to use uh, trail cams. I think at the moment there's yeah, at the moment uh, <laughs> uh, yeah there's some laws they're talking about, and I haven't kept up with them far as cell cams. Um, exactly what we can have on national force far as as they go uh i really ain't sure honestly but yeah far as the normal trail cameras and stuff we can use them okay yeah because they're it seems like that's kind of the the hot button thing these days is, is trail right cam. so they just banned it and where was that arizona i believe so i yeah. think so yep which is insane i mean it's unbelievable that I know. unbelievable I that that stuff's happening it's kind of scary honestly all the oh, you scary. know Pretty much, I, I never, I don't know. I, I'm kind of worried about what's going to happen. You know, when my son grows up, hopefully he'll even be able to hound hunt. But yeah, uh, story. Yeah, I mean, I think the same thing. You know, it's not, we have brown bears here, but we're not allowed yeah. to run hounds on them. You know, oh, we've okay. got, we've got, um, we're allowed to run hounds on, on lynx and right. fox. And that, I believe is about it. We can do hares as well. Really? And then we we can run these little short-legged like bassets and things like that on on roe deer. But it's got to oh, be okay. there's like a min- a maximum uh shoulder height. Right, right. There's just all these all these ridiculous or I mean ridiculous uh, there's all these rules that you need to kind of be up on and right. it's uh, there's new rules all the time, and it, it, right. eventually it's sort of you kind of start worrying about a death by a thousand cuts, you know, not somebody coming in and banning hunting outright, but just taking away one little thing at a time until pretty soon, you know, you just exactly kind of left to pick apart. Well, and slowly, I hate to say it, but that's what's happening over here in the United States. It's yeah, I, no, for sure. I hope it don't end, you know, I don't know. We'll, I reckon we'll see what happens, but it's kind of scary looking at it. Yeah, it, it is scary. You know, they were, I'm from Maine and, uh, they got, they, they held on to their season by the skin of their teeth here. Uh, not, not that long ago in the last 10 years anyway. I, um, yeah, I remember hearing about, I used to, uh, I used to go up to Maine every little bit with some buddies and not, not any serious, we'd go for a week or two you yeah. know, and just run bear hounds. But, oh, cool. so I know a little bit what you're talking about up there, but, um, yeah. Where in Maine were you guys? Um, it was. Uh, I'm not sure if you pronounce it. It was Bangor or Bangor. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. It, Bangor. Yep. In that area. Okay. Cool. So um, we had some connections up there with some like local outfitters, and um, sure. You know, of course, yeah. Uh, I reckon you got to have a master guide or however all that works. But yep. it's been a few years since I've been up there. But we would go up there and. and 
go with a couple guides and and we'd we'd have a lot of fun yeah it's a great place to run bear i mean there's definitely a bunch of them around there um right you know a bunch of bear a bunch of bobcats um well and it was for us it was a total different world because um of course in virginia you know you you're not allowed to bait bear or anything like that and oh right right so we went up there and uh you know, of course, you know, it, it seemed like to us, it, it, it was just a good deal, you know, drive around, just check bait to bait till you find a good track and let the dogs roll. When yeah. we're used to down here, a lot of times we got to walk and walk or earlier, earlier in the year, you know, we can ride the roads and find a lot of tracks, but you know, you get up late in December and stuff, you know, it's nothing to cover a pile of miles just to find one track. Right. But yeah, so that that was a total different atmosphere up there. We really enjoyed it. That's really cool. Did you bring your own dogs up there, or were you hunting with um with um, the guides' dogs, or a combination yeah, of the we, two? Well, the the guy the guy that we went with a bear, he had a couple dogs. Um, I'm not even sure if he actually hunted them while we was hunting, but um, I I was younger then and I had a few dogs and then I was going with, um, some buddies and, and they, uh, between all of us, we probably took 10, 12 dogs and, and rotate them while we was hunting up there. But, uh, yeah, so w- we had a lot of fun, treat a lot of bear. Right. That's really cool. What, um, you, you'll hunt off of where you're at you'll hunt off of a truck you'll hunt off the back of a mule you'll you know you'll walk after them things like that how when you're walking with them are are you just hoping to cut a track like it's sort of just same as trucking them just slow motion or or how like how how are your how is your pack sort of suited to the different the different ways you're hunting them yeah i I got you um so basically my typical hunt um we're allowed to start running bear in August pretty mm-hmm. much here. And in August, we, that long as the temperature's okay, that is our August, September, and October. You can usually go about anywhere, not anywhere. I shouldn't say that, but in good bear habitat, you, you can find a bear or two a day. No problem. Okay. And that's typically my truck riding time. You know, a lot of times I'll just throw the dogs on the rig usually if I'm in good bear country within a mile or two, if it's a good early morning, the dogs can rig good, you know, I'll get a a track going. And then, uh, so, but what happens if I, if I don't get a track going, if it's just one of the mornings where the bear hadn't moved, um, I, you, you know, I, I hunt so much. I got a lot of the train and stuff I know, and and I'll know all the thickets and, uh, Mm. I usually try to keep up with where, what the bear's eating at that time and where they're eating it at. Sure. And, um, that's where kind of in my videos, you'll see me pop out. I'll usually, I'll just let all the dogs out of the truck and I'll take off walking. Um, usually I'll just try to make, you know, two mile circle, one mile circle. Sure. And, uh, most of the time, long as I'm in decent bear country, we can, we can get a track going. And, um, Hmm. We're, we're in, like I say, we're in mountainous terrain. So I usually try to pick my walks where if I got somebody hunting with me, I'll start on top of a ridge, walk down it, and get somebody to pick me up. That way, if I don't hit a track, I'm not wore out and I can head right onto another ridge, you know, and and just keep on hunting without, you know, killing myself. Sure. Sure. And then, uh, kind of that leads right on up to, that's kind of how my, August, September, October style hunting goes. And, um, then our, so our deer season hits of course in November. And, um, I usually, if if there's going to be people in the woods with, you know, trying to kill a deer and a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll work all year trying to take two weeks off just to go deer hunting. I usually I'll stay out of the woods just to, you know, kind of let them have at it then. But yeah, Basically, uh, then it leads into our late bear season, and um, you can tell usually about the time the deer hunters in the woods, the bear start. A lot of times they'll start moving a little different, and mm. uh, when I say moving a little different, they'll you a lot of times you can't find the bear crossing the roads like you could, and okay. um, they move on back. Now, and this ain't every time, but most of the time they'll start moving on back into mountains where you actually got to start. That's where I'll start breaking out Cletus. 
and okay. uh, yep. Yep. covering covering a good many miles. Now I say all that. This year we still found a good many, you know, close to the road. Um, so it, but that's roughly the idea of our how our hunting season goes. Right, the and, rules of um, thumbs. Sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and the hounds kind of, I, I kind of do so much of all of it that I don't know if there's a certain one that they're the best at. They they kind of just learn to go with the flow. You know, right, whatever works. I and, love uh, that. I I right. tr- I try to do the same with my with my guys. That you know, I I I. You know, there there are days where the thought of sitting in the car for any longer than I already have is just right. not palatable. You know, so I'll right. exactly. I'll take I'll take a hike with them, and I I love that they can they kind of roll with the punches there and, and don't necessarily need you know one thing or the other. I definitely, but I do see that I definitely I definitely have a dog that was I had a dog that he was much much better right than the other ones were when we went for walks. Right. Yeah. Right. He would, he would, he would range a little bit better. He did. He had this real sort of systematic back and forth, big loops increasing in size. Right. And I mean, I don't know how he learned it cause I didn't teach him that, but he just naturally did it and, you know, was able to find game much, much more efficiently right. than anything else I had. But you know, then my plot pup, you know, he'll lose his mind in the truck and, you know, rode much better than you know this other this other dog would. So it's it's kind of a, right. a little bit of a give and take. Which, um, you know, for me, I'm only able to run the one hound at a time. You know, I I, I can't right. have the packs on kind of filling each other out. Um, so I get the, that's very interesting. I I would be kind of I I don't think I'd be lost, but that that would be a total different atmosphere. I'm sure. It's interesting. Yeah, you know. Um. I, for the longest time, I've been thinking about it and worried that it was going to affect the grittiness of the dogs, that they, that they would, you know, they, they kind of feed off of each other and become, you know, are are a little bit bolder as a pack. And I, you know, I've seen that, you know, with, with my own dogs and I've seen that in other, you know, in, in other, you know, dog working dog settings, you know, huskies and things like that. Um, but you know, I just had I just had a long couple of days trying to get a trying to get this plot pup out of the out of the mountains, and right. I don't man, I don't think I need to worry about them about running single hounds affecting how gritty they are. Because, <laughs> holy cow! I I was kind of following, you know. Uh, well, I reckon I should say this real quick. Our our internet service, our cell phone service, everything at my house went out uh, probably close to a week ago. So, oh wow, yeah. So I've been totally out of the loop, other than trying to run in in the evenings get some service, just to try to keep up with everything, trying to keep up with the weather. You know, sure. little things that I take for granted. And we sure. lost, uh, like I say, we lost all connection of everything. And then we're going to. I think they said it's going to be another probably week and a half before we get that back up. Oh, wow. but um, saying all that. So in the evenings, I was trying to keep up with a scene where you had lost your pup. Yeah. And uh, that that's it looks like a dog I would love to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. A couple of I, I got I got him back and within a day had gotten three phone calls from people asking uh, to buy him. I've right. got a couple people asking. <laughs> To breed to him, you know, he's because he's he's only he's just over a year old. You know, he turned fourteen months old on actually right. the first day that he was out there. He he turned fourteen months old oh, on man. Tuesday, and I dropped him on Tuesday morning at eight o'clock. Took a walk, found a fox track. He took a little while to get it going. Got it, got it up on its feet, and it ran into a den. But there was already another dog working another fox at that den. Oh, okay. So the fox got in, cl- got in close, heard the other dog, and took this big loop, right, way out in the mountains. And you know, I'm kind of waiting for it to come back because that happens sometimes. You know, they'll they'll go out, right. and they'll do this big loop and come back, and he just just didn't come back. And right. you know, when he's running fox, he's you know pretty he's pretty he's happy to be doing it, but you know he'll bark. You know, he'll, you know, he'll, he's got this big ball mouth, but he'll ball, you know, 
20, 24, 25 barks a minute, you know. Oh, yeah. Just right. kind of getting into it. And, but suddenly, yeah, suddenly he was two miles out, suddenly like yanked up to 75, 80 barks a minute. And Good night. just took off into the worst, gnarliest, like popple scrub just this <laughs> awful awful country right and i yeah i worked for 38 hours to get into him i kept trying to walk into him and we have a lot of snow so i was like busting my butt to get in there right and kept walking towards him and then they would take off and go you know whatever he was hunting because he never stopped hunting the entire 38 right. hours right. Every time I got him in on the GPS, and that was the other issue, I kept losing him off the GPS. So, you know, um, I lost him. I lost him Tuesday night, and then got him again at four o'clock, you know, or f like um, four thirty in the morning, the following right. morning, or or five thirty in the morning. Sorry, uh, the following morning, and then lost him again. And didn't get him back until four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh man. And when I got, like, every time I'd get him back, I'd only get him back for a second. And the two things I was looking for, I was looking for three things. One was where, where is he at now? The other right. one was how much battery does he have left on his collar? Right. And, right. Uh, you know, the third, is he still, is he still on whatever he's bark, you know, whatever, whatever he's hunting. Right. Every time I got him in, like, the, the total barks would jump up by a couple of thousand. <laughs> man so i finally like i i trashed myself tuesday trying to get him get him out of there you know busted my butt on on wednesday and i hit like a hard physical wall where i just like i couldn't i i i needed help so my right. i a buddy came in and my wife went out and at this point it was cold 10 o'clock at night I'd gotten him on the GPS. I could see that he was stopped, but still barking. He was treated. Right. So they walk all the way in there, and when whatever was up in that tree bailed out, and they would just they went off into the mountains again. Oh no! And so they're like, okay, well this this is just not working because you know it's snowy. They were exhausted at that point. They walk back out get to within probably a hundred feet of the truck, which was incidentally parked where I had dropped him the day before. Right. And there he is standing at the fence, just like, Hey guys, <laughs> after all that, he ends up getting, you know, leashed hundred feet from the truck. Oh, I don't know if anybody knows that feeling unless they've been through it. I've been through it a couple times you know of course not the exact situation but similar and that it's a horrible feeling and then it, it's it's so much i don't know you can't even explain it once it's, you find that dog or that dog finds you <laughs> yeah it's 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 the craziest thing it's this it's this combination of like sort of vague irritation and you know you're a little bit irritated with the dog but at the same time yeah. it's like you're so happy to see it and <laughs> yeah. you know but it's uh but yeah, he came, he came real close to, to, I, I, he came real close to dying because he, it was getting really cold. Right. You know, it was probably 15 minus 15 out. Oh man. When not when, you know, when I dropped him, it wasn't that cold, but it just got colder right. and colder and colder and colder right. and the wind picked up. So I was real concerned when I got him in, it was like, you know, is this dog going to be half frozen? You know? And right. got a little bit of, you know, got a little bit of, uh, got a little bit of frostbite on his, uh, on his gear. But, um, apart from that, right. he, uh, <laughs> lost some weight, but, and the, uh, the total number of barks at the end of the, at the end of the day, I've got a picture of it. I posted it on Facebook. His total number of barks for those 38 hours was 25,714. Good night. <laughs> just an insane, like just an insane dog. And he's 14 months old by himself in the mountains, at, in the winter, in the dark. 
with God knows what. I mean, I, I have no idea what he was running. Right. You know, because I, I, I put him on a fox. I know he was on a fox. Right. And followed his tracks all the way into that den. And, you know, from from there, the easily could see it was fox tracks heading out into the mountains, but then never got into him again. I never got right. within a mile of him until my buddy and my and my wife got into him and, and, and was able to, you know, eventually he, he followed them back, I guess, to the truck. <laughs> That's crazy. But I have no idea what he was running. He could have been, I mean, he could have been running, I mean, anything. He could have been, right. he could have been running a moose. He could have been running a particularly athletic fox. I mean, hell, he could have been running a capercaillie or a grouse. I have no idea <laughs> what the heck he was doing. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, the, the, but, the running a single hound thing is tough because I, I think that if he'd had another dog with him that maybe was less gritty than he is, right? I'm betting that other dog might have been able to coax him kind of back in the direction of me. Right, right. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping he's learned from this. We'll, we'll see. I think it's going to be a little while before I drop him again because now it's, you know, we got more snow, it's cold, and he, he is a little bit frostbit, so I need to be real careful with that. You know, honestly, look, basically, I know a, a lot of the mindset around here is to have a pack of hounds that kind of, you know, help each other and do all that. But and and I understand that. And I also, you know, you got to have that. But kind of my goal is, is if if I could have six or eight dogs that could every single one of them tree a bear, no problem by themselves and then put all them together. Boy, that's the goal I chase. I just, yeah. I'll never get that, but that's, that's my ultimate goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can totally see that, you know, I've, it's, I had, I had that same attitude with the sled dogs cause I, I ran sled long distance sled dogs for about 23 years. Right. And you know, you can have, you can have a team where you've got the, the lead dog and then you've got these other dogs that kind of fit into the whole, the whole thing and you can get places but the second you have a problem with that lead dog, it gets injured, it gets hurt, it gets sick, whatever. You're you're right. you're so you're you're in such a bad spot. And you're, exactly. Yeah, and I just got to the point where it's like, you know what? What I want is an entire team of lead dog quality dogs. Right. Right. And got to that point where I had, you know, of the 14 I was running, 12 of them were leaders. Right. And it just, it, it gives you so much peace of mind then because you don't have that kind of, you know, and, th and that's the negative thing with having a single dog here. You know, I had a, I had a great fox dog that was developing just fantastically up until he was about two years old and then he got bitten in the face by a fox. Right. And just decided then and there, no, this right. is not for me. You know, and maybe with a pack, he would have, he would have, uh, you know, could have, could have gotten and bought into it again, but he oh, just yeah, was, totally understand. yeah, right. real soft mental dog, mentally real soft dog. And, you know, you with, you know, if, if you did it like you're talking about where you've got, you know, six, six or eight hounds that could all tree a bear on their own, you know, if you, if you lose a hound or a hound ages out of your pack, you're not starting from square one you know you're not you're right. not screwed for a couple of years while you're trying to exactly. kind of build your pack back up well and i mean a lot of i, I know as far as i go a, you know the the hounds that you see on the video i mean they're really good hounds don't be wrong they they tree bear no problem you know and, and most of them do it on their own but a lot of the dogs that i'm hunting that they're in the videos, but you don't see near as much video time of them. They're mm -hmm. a lot of the ones that don't get as much video are actually my better hounds. And, uh, just because they're, they're out actually hunting, you know, I'll let them five, 600 yards get away from me. You know? Sure. Would you, so, will you tone the other ones back if they get farther away from you than that? Or like, how, how are you dealing with distances there? Cause it can get, I mean, um, my, I let them range the distance that I think they can without trashing on me. Basically is kind of okay, what I go. Yeah, yeah. Some of my hounds that I usually, uh, you know, I want to keep them pretty close 
and uh, just and the, basically the reason is is that my my younger pups you know um well i say that they're they're pretty broke right now but um you know as as i'm going through the whole training series you know if if a, our white-tailed deer and coyotes are our biggest problem around here and sure. um man that's if, as, that's as honest an answer as i have ever heard to that question they're pretty broke. They're pretty broke right now. That is as close. I mean, that is the most honest answer I've ever heard. I mean, that's well, the, that's the only way you can really an- honestly answer that question. People ask me, it's like, oh, this, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from you when the next time they ask me, is he broke off a of trash? I'm gonna say, well, he is right now. Well, I I mean, my my honest truthful thing is, I probably don't have a hound I would consider 100 percent broke all the time you know if if i go three weeks without finding a bear track my oldest dog's probably gonna be ready to run (laughs) 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 oh that's the truth (laughs) but uh and honestly i don't blame them i mean the way i i appreciate a good gaming hound honestly oh yeah you know i want it to be a bear most time I've noticed if I bear hunt them, they break themselves. Really, I don't have to do much actual trash breaking. They they do it themselves, but uh, they just love to run stuff, though. You know, and that right. that's in, and I like that. That's interesting. You're you're not the first person I've heard who has said that that they will that once you get them on the target species that they're really sort of jazzing on that they're more or less trash broke. At that my point my my young pups. Um, well, and I say young, they're, they're a touch over a year now, but I've, I've never shocked them off anything. And, um, I was, I was walking through a thicket just, just the other day and, and seen, I mean, it was really thick and, uh, a white tailed deer busted up and, and, and literally jumped, just took a jump right over top of the dog and the dog, I, I did pop the garment out really quick, you know, cause I was, he's been in, in the woods, you know, long enough. I, I felt comfortable shocking him if I needed to, but he watched sure. the deer jump up and you know no problem at all and like i say i've never when he was younger he would burn a deer up and this as i kept putting him on bear he just broke himself right but right yeah it's interesting what uh what physically are you looking for in a dog i can see in a lot of your videos you're you've got a pretty you've got some pretty rugged terrain that you're in there so that's gonna be i I imagine you're gonna need a dog that's pretty well put together to not get too beat up in that country there's uh a a lot of there's hunters in this area that have a few different views but me personally Mm -hmm. i like a uh you know 45 pound dog roughly you know 60 pounds to me it's just our stuff is too thick it's just gets up to i mean no i've had some bigger hounds that do you know they hold their own but i like that kind of uh not really long legs. I, I want them to be able to run, but I need them to be able to carry their weight also. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. And the brush, our brush. If you if you have a real long legged hound, them uh them little hounds just leaving behind when they hit them big. We have lar- what we call our laurel thickets, and yep. and they they get thick sometimes, and um you get you know a forty maybe to a fifty pound hound that might be pushing a little bit. And uh, just built with some good stocky build, but uh, some legs on him where he can run, but not too tall. And yep. uh, I kind of like a long nosed dog. That that's just my personal preference. There's nothing behind that, but sure, um, yeah. yeah. And and uh, as far as actually, you know, their their kind of actions, I like I like them to catch a bear. I don't really, and that's a, that's another thing. A lot of hound hunters differ on. I don't really like a hound to actually get in there and fight with a bear. Yep. Um, I want him to, yeah, I want him to get in there really tight. If if he can take a little nip here or there, you know, that's fine just to kind of show what he's doing. But at the same time, not, I don't like no suicide dog. Right. So, uh, but right. yeah, and, and that kind of, that's kind of what I breed for. And, um, it's not always what I get, but that's what I get. <laughs> right. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we could Oh man. Or man. order what we needed and be sure we're yeah, gonna get that. that. Be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's um and then nose wise, uh in the you know, summer wise, you don't really need a 
you, you don't have to have a dog that has a really cold nose, but I prefer the cold nose over. I, I don't want a dog that's just a hot nose dog. I'll just put it that way. Right. Are you, um, do you give them some time to, to work out a track? Like, do you, do you have the kind of pot liquor that will go from track to track to track and work out some real cold ones? Or are you, um, or, or are you not actually, do you have so many bears that, that it's rare that that's an issue that you need to really work to get one started? Right. Well, and that kind of changes as our, our year goes. Um, mm-hmm. Earlier, I can't really prove it all the time, but I think I, I really like the dog to buckle down and trail on a track. Um, a lot of times, a lot of times you probably could have a bear treat faster if you just skip some of the old tracks, honestly. Yep. But uh, I, I prefer a dog when you put him on a track, I want him to stick with it until he either finds a hotter track or trees that bear. Sure. Um, yep. And I'm, I might Maybe I give them a little, well, I don't know. I, I just, I kind of take it personal when a bear gets away. <laughs> right. Yeah. I understand that. I, uh, I feel the same way about most, most game actually. And, yeah. and then of course that, that leads over into when we hit, like I say, December, when, when we say our bear is scarce, you know, we have a rough time finding a bear sometimes. And, um, but that's when it really shines. If your dogs can buckle down you know, and trail a track that's a day, some, you know, possibly if the conditions are right, we can trail, you know, a two day old track, but conditions got to be perfect. That's, that's probably a little extreme, but, um, you know, it, it has been done. I, I've trailed a track that I knew was 48 hours old, but, right. um, like I say, the conditions got to be just right. You know, Right. 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 Oh, I mean, Thumbs yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, scent, scent is something I don't think I'll never understand. I, I always think about it. I'll, I'll lay in beds at night and think about it. I don't yeah. understand, you know, how can, you know, I, this year we had a certain situation. Um, we was hunting for a bear guy, got a hold of me, seen a bear across the road, you know, got there maybe 20 minutes later, we got mm-hmm. there, the dogs, they didn't strike it out of the truck, you know, put them on the ground. They just struggled trailing it, right. you know, and it's it's a half hour old by then. You know why why can, why are they struggling with that bear when I can see you know then it, same about a week before a guy called me you know he said hey I, I seen a bear you know roughly he said it was about eight o'clock the night before he he crossed the road up here you and and we got a sprinkle of rain that night so the next morning you know about seven o'clock i get there and i'm i'm figuring well these dogs will never you know it rained too much they'll never be able to smell this track right i, I let them off the truck and and they leave out of there like it's i mean they, they struggled it wasn't like it's was hot track but they went out of there like nothing and jumped the bear and we you know we had it treated a couple hours later right wow so yeah it's the the scent thing is is i think the day the day I feel like I've learned all there is to know about hounds and scent is the day I think it's probably time to to hang it yeah. up because I've I, I've lost I've lost a step. Then I'm then I'm lying to myself. Right, right. Yeah, I mean I I had this similar situation here a couple of days ago. Um, the run actually before this sort of long epic uh, slog through the mountains, I dropped Dan and we started walking, and I crossed over a fox track that i didn't even stop and draw his like draw his attention to he was behind he was behind me and i was just walking down this road to get into an area that i thought would have some fox i wasn't even sort of really hunting at that point right um we'd gotten some snow the night before so the the fox tracks that i crossed over were full of snow like not not a powdering of snow but like full of snow Right. As in that fox had moved and then the snow had come and the snow had started at four o'clock the morning before. And we, it was probably eight or nine in the morning. Right. You know, four or four o'clock in the afternoon, the, the day before. So, you know, we're not not a crazy old track, but a, an, an older track with a bunch of snow in oh, it. Yeah. And definitely old track. Right. Yeah. He took out on that and was just gone and dent that dent that fox within an hour. <laughs> that amazing and i you know like i have no idea why that track worked you know when i i there's been other times where i've put him 
you know, just as you say, you know, I plopped him down on a, on a, where I've had a fox on a trail camera 10 minutes before we got there. And he didn't take out on, he, you know, eventually got it done, but he didn't take out on that track like he did on this, you know, snow filled cold thing. Right. It's such an odd deal. You know, the, the, the scent part is such an odd deal that is, uh, yeah, I, I feel like every time I feel like I'm starting to learn a little bit about it, I'll experience something that kind of disproves everything I've learned up to this point. Oh, that, I, I go through that every, I don't know if it's every day, but yes, I, I, I relate exactly what you're saying. Yep. No, it's, uh, it's what keeps it interesting though. Eh? Is this, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I remember never I mean, boring. A, few, a few times I've pulled right up on, you know, them crazy situations. You see a bear cross the road, pull right. up, the dogs don't even bark. <laughs> You drive up the road and you come back 10 minutes later and they're just, you know, they open like crazy. And I reckon yeah. it just takes that few minutes for the, another interesting thing that I'm, I'm still working on trying to figure out. I don't strike as many tracks. Um, it, you've probably watched my videos. I, I put them, I, I hunt the dogs off a rig a lot, you know, up yep. on top of the trail. Mm-hmm. If I've got my horse trailer behind me, uh, I miss a lot of tracks. Oh, and I'm, I don't know if the horse trailer is affecting, you know, my horse trailer's higher than my truck. I don't know if it's bringing the scent. I don't know. I really ain't exactly right, sure. But, right. Yeah. That's um, a, that's a really good question. If it's affecting the yeah. cur- the currents or what's going on. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. My, you know, my dogs are, they're decent off the truck. They'll, they'll hit, they don't miss too many tracks. If it's, they'll miss some, I mean, they're hounds, but yep. my uncle, um, he got a pup from me a few years ago and she's done, she's grown into a really nice hound and she does really good off the truck. And I noticed almost every time, every time if I'm my uncle be driving behind me or whatever. And if I got my horse trailer on, she's going to come behind me and strike a track that I'll miss. That's and interesting. I'll, wow. Maybe, maybe the four or five times has been coincidence. I don't know. Or I'm thinking <laughs> it's something to do with that horse uh. trailer. It's the kind, that's the kind of thing that keeps the houndsman up at night. Right. <laughs> right. Oh gosh. But, uh, yeah. And, and like I say, it's something I've, I've even, you know, like I say, I lay in bed and think about this things. I've even thought about, you know, trying to create a smoke or something and go just to see what happens, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Just curious. Just like I say, curiosity kills me. It drives my wife crazy too, but whatever. Yeah, no, for sure. That's uh that would be interesting to find out. That's that's too funny. Well, hey George, so, we're up over an hour here, and good, good. Uh, this has been so much fun. It was really cool to get to talk to you, talk to you a little bit on Facebook on and off, but it was really cool to get to sit down and do do one of these yes. with you. Yes, sir. And uh, like I say, I, I was as I, I wish you know if we had a lot more time one of these days i'd like to talk to you just to see i want i'd like to hear about your stories over on that side that's always fascinated me oh absolutely well i'll give you a, i'll give you a shout here at uh at, at some point and we'll just uh right yeah, right sh- shoot the breeze for a little while exactly <laughs> yes sir okay well i think we'll call it an evening and i will talk to you soon all right, Mr. Bear. Well, I sure do appreciate it. And um, like I say, I'll keep up with you on Facebook and stuff, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds great, buddy. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you later then. Sounds good. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Man, I love that sound. <laughs>